What's up, y'all? This is Chitty Bang, and I'm on the Renegade Millionaire Show, the podcast that profiles entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs. Join us as we go one-on-one inside the hearts and minds of some of our generation's best and brightest. And now, introducing your host, my friend, Sun Group Wealth Partners Managing Director, CNBC and Forbes.com contributor, Winnie Sun. Welcome to the Renegade Millionaire Show, broadcasting from the happiest place in town today in California. Today in cheery tune-in studio here in Venice Beach, California. I'm Winnie Sun, your host, founder, and managing partner of Sun Group Wealth Partners, a financial planning firm based in Southern California. Take a moment to follow me on social media. Catch my posts on Forbes.com, and please follow me on CNBC, where I'm a market commentator. Bookmark this show, and most importantly, if you have questions pertaining to your own portfolio, don't be shy. Just reach out. I'd love to hear from you. As an experienced financial advisor and a mom of three, I've always believed that sharing stories and experiences with my clients yield the best understanding and remembrance. Numbers? Statistics, although they're great, but, you know, they just really aren't that memorable. And I want you to have something to soak in. So please grab some water, get a quick stretch, and enjoy as we learn from some of the best. If you've been following me on Facebook or Twitter, you're probably wondering if I've gone into the restaurant business In fact, I spoke with a new client just this week who asked if I was a chef on the side. Imagine that. Financial advisor by day and chef by night. No, no, no. I don't think making baby food for the kids would count. The real reason for that, this assumption is that I've been raving about a restaurant here in Southern California called 28. Yes, the number 28. This hot spot located in the same city as my business is in sunny Irvine on a beautiful street called Jamboree near John Wayne Airport and is owned by my two friends, one of them being Bravo Network's top chef finalist, Shirley Boom Boom Panda Mama Chung, and her bestie, Stacy Tran. I'm so excited to introduce Shirley Chung to you uh, because honestly, even more excited that they brought me some award-winning creations, the best food. Oh my goodness, is it good. I wish I could stick one of these little pork buns through this microphone and, and stick it through your, your mouth so you could taste it because it's, oh my goodness, it's like, it's like magic. Oh goodness, do I love her cooking. <laughs> After my recent CNBC taping, I told my business partner, Brandon, I said, the taping went great. Now let's go to 28 and I get those lamb skewers. Best idea ever. So Shirley, thank Hi. you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And taking time away from your busy, busy restaurant. Oh, no, this is awesome. This is great. (laughs) It sort of forced me into something else other than focus on restaurants. So it's relaxed my mind just a little bit. Just just a little bit. (laughs) But I think deep down inside, you you crave restaurant. Yes. Right? I call... uh, Crave food. Food in general is like my natural caffeine. I need that. As long as I'm around food, I don't need any coffee at all. And then since now I'm away, I'm literally sitting here chucking cups and cups of coffee to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, drink the coffee. Yeah, but now we get to talk about food, food. so it's all good. I know, and not only that, the best type of food, your food. Oh, thank you. Let's talk about Miss Top Chef. (laughs) I mean, seriously, you're like amazing on Top Chef. And more than that, for those who, who don't know, Shirley actually worked with a couple pretty well-known chefs by the name of Thomas Keller, Yay. <laughs> Guy Savoy, Mario Batali, who else are we missing? I think that's like everybody, right? Like everybody Jose great. Andres. Oh, just, an, just, another, <laughs> just another super genius <laughs> foodie. And the next one will be Shirley Chung, right? Oh, be like, oh I worked with Shirley Chung. But <laughs> so, so do tell me, I mean, I mean, I was so curious. I remember watching season 11 of Top Chef every week. Like, go Shirley, go Shirley. And first off, I mean, how did you even get on the show? Um, it's quite an interesting selection. Um, normally, um, the casting managers, they will talk to local food critics and also read uh, medias and see who's the hot and happening young chef of uh, the location. But for me, it's a little bit different because they were actually filming Top Chef Master the season before inside Cosmopolitan Hotel. So all the director and uh, producers, they always come to the restaurant that I was, rent- uh, I was chef of, which is Chino Poblano. This is in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, right. Uh, lunch and dinner all the time so they all look super familiar to me and then the next year around um, although I already left Chino Poblano but they went to Chino Poblano of Cosmopolitan Hotel start looking for me uh, try to cast me for season 11 Top Chef and then here I am thank goodness they grabbed you for that show (laughs) but that was also the toughest show what I was just so curious about I mean when you're on that show what if I mean if I were on the show I'd be like oh if they want me to make da 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 I'll just pull out my iPhone and I'll see see what ingredients and I wouldn't <laughs> use it, but it would make my inspiration. I mean, what if they tell you to make this crazy like cake and you don't bake? So how is it? No cheating. Well, um, it's really they're really strict, which I really loved about um, is um, they they tell you before you go on the show is um, they check your luggages. You can only bring one notebook that's blank, so which you can write on your ideas during the show. You, you're not allowed to bring any recipes. They take away your cell phone, your laptop, your iPad. Pretty much all con- they cut off all contact of outside for how long for um because i was there i made it to final so uh i was two and a half months almost three months of time um so no hubby no family no no tv no tv no books no magazine because they don't want you to read off no iphone no no phone (gasps) yes and no because like my phone's always attached to me too right but during that time it sort of forced you to cut off all the connection from outside world and then really uh, the way we say it is like they vacuum pack you they quiet vacuum with all other chefs so you you only can talk to them make friend or make enemy however you want to in a house and then um, just um, oh, you I look at them make, every day. I made a lot of friends. You yes. made, yeah, you made a lot of friends. <laughs> I just think you're a very social person. Oh. So, so like, talk to me. So who is your buddy on the show? Um, um, Nina. Mm-hmm. Nina Compton. She's my sister. We call each other sisters and we're still in contact with each other. In fact, that we're actually doing a Top Shop dinner together, collaborating. What day is that? That will be February 25th and 26th dinner. Oh, very We're doing cool. a seven-course tasting menu. Nothing from 28th menu. We're cooking freestyle. Ooh, and I, getting down. Yes. Is um, like uh, she's like, what should I cook? I was like, whatever, just have fun. Mm-hmm. So she said, I'm going to make Chinese food. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> save me a table for that event. I love it. I love it. And I think I'm going French. So, so tell us why you came up with the name Twenty Eight. I mean, it's a very charming name. Thank you. Um, first of all, 
you and me and all ladies around us, we're always forever and ever 28. Yay! It's the best age ever for me to, you know, reflect back. And also 28 is the age that I start cooking. I collected my first paycheck as a cook at age 28. Who were you working for at that time? Uh, I was working for Thomas Keller. Not bad. <laughs> and then uh, um, also eight as a number means prosperity in Chinese culture. And 28, so there's two eight is even better. So it was pretty much everything together. I just love the number 28. So there's where the name come from. So what's your favorite dish that you make? Um, that for my menu or just in general? No, from your menu. From my menu. Because you need to have something people <laughs> can eat. <laughs> it can't be something in your pocket. My favorite dish is, um, I want to think, I want to say this is like 100% really always me. I'm very seasonal. I um, work with local ingredients. Um, and also I travel a lot. So we have this uh, spicy mousse uh, fish shaomai dish that's topped with fresh uni from Southern California. We work with local divers. Um, so we care about environment. So we only use divers to harvest the uh, unis, um, fresh sea urchins. And then uh, the spicy mousse inspiration was when I traveled to Singapore, which is my husband's family come from. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite street food is called Oda, which is a, a spicy fish mousse that's growing banana leaf. So I take that. I see her hands, just so you know, you can't see this, but her hands are literally cooking. You know how people, when they're, when they're in front of the audience and they're, they're in, you know, there's an orchestra? Well, she's cooking with her hands, you guys. <laughs> Thanks. Um, um, yeah, I do. I talked with my hand a she's, lot. She's cutting and cooking now. I know. I'm like folding shawmai with my hand. So <laughs> I'm imagining that we're eating these like little scrumptious, little tiny sweethearts. <laughs> Spicy is open-faced dumpling. Instead of the traditional fry, we st uh, uh, traditional steam, we actually fry them. And then so imagine there is very succulent, savory, spicy, delicious little pots of fish mousse with crispy skin outside. And then top it with this creamy, delicate, fresh uni on top and a little bit of sea salt. Simple, small bite, but really delicious, really savory but and your spicy. your food is not simple. Your food is like... Little little pockets of so much flavor. It's kind of like you. I you come flavors. in this teeny tiny <laughs> package. You all need to Google her, Shirley Chung. You can follow her on Facebook, on Twitter, and she, you know, twenty eight. Uh, they they're on Facebook as well. But the thing that I love about Shirley that you all should know is she's so accessible. That's kind of a dangerous thing. <laughs> but you should follow her on Facebook. She actually does her own posts and she does these gnarly crazy <laughs> food posts. I remember that one day where you you posted that video of the crazy fish flying mm. around. I'm like Shirley, what are you doing? <laughs> I know, I, I post everything I do because I, I, I just love food in general. Everything, cool things or fresh ingredient I get in, I get really excited. So I work with a local fisherman. He's only seven minutes away from me. He delivers live black cod. That's cod, line cod. So it's, again, very oh, environmental yeah. friendly. Um, uh, off Newport Pier. Newport Beach black cod is like the Amazing. bomb. If you are even in California, in Southern California, you need to come and have this black cod. I mean, because cod in Southern California is so good. You d mm -hmm. It tastes better. It tastes almost like sea bass. Yes. Right? Because everybody is 
typical, you see Asian restaurants, which I'm kind of against, well, very much against, is they, they all serve chili and sea bass, mm-hmm. right? Nice, fatty, sweet meat, flaky, okay. But they're endangered species. We don't supposed to f- uh, serve them anymore, but Asian mm-hmm. restaurants all do. Um, so my alternative is like local and try the black cod. It's so rich. It's, it's so rich it's, and delicious. It's like, it's just like fish butter. Yes, I wanted to say, you see, we're like, right? going butter. Like yeah. butter. Sweet. And natural. it's just, and it's fresh. It's not frozen. And then we get it delivered live to our restaurant. How amazing is that? I know, you know, <laughs> it was so interesting. One of my most favorite, I mean, those of you who listen know I'm like a hardcore foodie. I have traveled, this is before kids. <laughs> I've traveled all over the world looking for the best food. And one thing that um, I've always kind of not been a huge fan of i know those of you listening are gonna are gonna be in shock but i've never enjoyed lamb ah. and i was like i don't know and then one day this is easily my most favorite meal to date um shirley and her business partner partner stacy tran also a sweetheart invited me to lunch and stacy texts me and said winnie we want you to come to lunch and i'm thinking okay I was just at lunch at your restaurant yesterday. <laughs> but she's, I was like, where are we going? She's like, our restaurant, of course. I'm like, okay. So I said, what are we doing? She said, it's just a girl's lunch. I'm like, okay, great. So the three of us are sitting at this table, and they're bringing on all the dishes that I have, haven't had an opportunity to try on your menu, which is incredible, <laughs> by the way. And I remember Chef Shirley saying, oh, bring the lamb. And they had figured out what I hadn't had at the restaurant. You know, I was thinking <laughs> to myself, oh, no, I don't do lamb. But the chef is serving this way. So better eat it. And I remember thinking, like, I'm not going to like it. But now I crave it. And I'm not even uh. pregnant. But I crave <laughs> this lamb. So maybe you can. And I remember you telling me the story about how you had this really endearing relationship with your team who you fondly refer to as the pandas. <laughs> and I remember you saying that the thing that you, you're really passionate about is not only just cooking well and cooking like an art, but sharing your talent with other people. Can you talk about that? I love to teach. That's one thing. Um, I'm one of the chefs. I'm not, you know, like, especially when I come to more Chinese, more traditional Asian cuisine, we always have this reputation that um, we don't like to teach and you have to be apprentice for X amount of years and nobody actually Secret teaches Secret recipes. Exactly, all the time. But for me, like, I, I find very like a lot of joy when I see my kids. This is when I call my teammates. She doesn't have <laughs> kids, by the way. <laughs> when I, yes. yes. <laughs> my cooks and my chefs. And then when I see them be able to not just cook what I cook, but sort of put themselves into the food, into creation. So I understand that not only that they learn the technique, but they also learn the soul of the food. So this is how I like to teach. And then every time when I teach them something, not only I'm teaching them the skill, the technique, how to do exactly the way that I want them to, but I also tell them the reason behind it, why I do what I do and why I create the way I create. And I also tell, tell them and teach them that, think about your life story. Think about how you grew up. What's your influences? I don't want you to take on my vision, but I want you to with my vision and learn how I create, therefore you can create your own vision. So this is my ultimate goal. And I tell all my cooks in my kitchen that I was like, I really wish one day that, no, actually, I want to guarantee them that by the time they finish in my kitchen and they become a chef, 
um, cook, chef, very different. So I want them to be be able to think individually uh, as them, them for themselves, and at the same time create and utilize the skill, the technique that they make, build a really great foundation from that foundation, grow into themselves. Which is, I think, is so incredible because if you think about it, there's so few women in your at your level in this industry. I mean, I equate it to a lot in some ways my industry where to be female and to be successful, we make a, such a small percentage mm -hmm. at that level, right? Mm -hmm. At the actual head chef position is so small. And so you're training others to do that. So can you talk about that? I mean, you grew up in Beijing mm -hmm. and you learned some of your early cooking skills then but this was not your first hurrah meaning that you didn't you didn't decide at 12 years old I'm going to be a chef no not at all I mean I always love to eat but you I just never think about chef be a option for career especially you know like grow, grow up in a very traditional Chinese family and then my, 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 my parents are so outstanding one is engineers and then the other one is pediatrician so you have all this academic all those pressure from my parents growing up you have to always to be the best have to be the best students and then work as a white collar job everybody wants an office job so um, I'm actually working in the Silicon Valley for a few years after I graduated from college did you write code? Huh? No, I didn't. No, I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm not that logical. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was in high-tech sales. My dad was in a uh, semiconductor business. So he sort of like pushed me to that direction. So I worked for a lot of um, very... Um, big semiconductor company um, um, in my <laughs> techie chef <laughs> yeah I know um, I was high tech sales at least that's why I think I like people I like to talk and that's I sort of use that as my advantage but at the same time I'm very technical like I have a great memory and then I can memorize all those sort of sell spiel because you have to be technical in order to do high tech sales um, I done that for four or five years and hated it I mean, not hated it because I made a lot of money. I bought a lot of shoes. I changed cars a lot. It was great. It was a good life. <laughs> the shoes. Remember the <laughs> shoes. I love shoes. We'll work for shoes. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but at the same time, I feel sort of empty. I didn't feel I was doing something for my life. I feel like I'm wasting my life away. I don't have a goal. I just like, oh, I just take one day at a time. I make money. Okay, great. I'm going to spend it all the next day. Mm -hmm. um, and, and until the dot-com boom sort of busted mm -hmm. in the beginning of 2000s, mm -hmm. and then I'm already with my current husband. Current husband. Oh, that sounds really bad. <laughs> Forever, Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. I'm with Jimmy. And um, Jimmy's the one that, I love him so much. He's like my rocks. Uh, he's the one that told me that, why don't you do something that you really love? Like, I see you grumpy and then uh, like complain about your work all the time and uh, now you're facing this reality that you have to take a pick up to find a job that you hate why didn't you think about something you love so I went to culinary school okay well but he was also the one who encouraged that right because mm -hmm. he noticed that when you cooked everybody loved your food yeah all my friends rather come to our house for their birthday parties so I can cook for them instead I would go out for dinner. Um, I, I, I love to cook. I like I love to eat. I think that's the most important thing. I just love food in general. Um, you are a little neurotic. I mean, that's what I love about you. That's the thing. You need to go check out a restaurant, but don't you dare eat that food when it's cold. So when it comes to that table, that those that fork or chopstick better be in that bowl at that time because Chef Shirley be like, it's if food's getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very crazy about that. Literally, if the food sits in the window didn't get right didn't get run right away. I was like, okay, refire. Well, not only that, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, when it just comes out, like when it's warm, oh my gosh, you're 
your Phoenix Fire Chicken. <laughs> oh goodness, people! You need to go have her. And but I gotta say, your carbs are incredible. I I, bring, I bought a couple very well known um, business people and some celebrities to her restaurant. Everybody, my question was like, so which one was your favorite dish? And they're like, okay, winning. I've heard this many winning. Can I just take Shirley home? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm lucky that you're so close by. So let me ask you this. On your day off, when you're not cooking, favorite restaurant, favorite dish? Uh, favorite right restaurant. Right now. Right now. Right now. In Orange County. No, it could be anywhere in the, the planet. Anywhere in the planet. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I love my pastas, and I'm very biased. I love B&B Restaurante in uh, Las Vegas. Th- mm, but that's, that's, also, that's also a restaurant that I opened as a sous chef. With Mario Batali, yeah, With right? Mario Batali, yes. So, um, so, like, they have a pasta tasting menu. I love my carbs. I love my noodle and pasta and all those sort of things. Ever since I was young, so. Well, you do make some killer carbs <sighs> Thank at <you>. home. <laughs> she has this oxtail fried rice. Goodness gracious. <laughs> and, of course, it's uh, fat-free. Oh, mm-hmm, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, know, I, I joke with her. I joke with Shirley and Stacy. I said, you know, if I ate at your restaurant more than two times a week, I would turn into a little pork bun. No, 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 no. But we do have, you know, like how I feel vegetables are sexy. So we, we do have a lot of really great vegan and you do healthy. You, you just choose not to eat them as much. But remember the, the hamachi. Hamachi salad. Goodness, it was so good. <laughs> Tell me about that. How did you come? How was that inspired? My inspiration of uh, my sir hamachi salad is actually uh, Singaporean style Chinese New Year. So um, this is um, a dish, a traditional uh, Singapore Chinese dish is called yusheng, uh, which is uh, we only eat it during Chinese New Year. And with pickled vegetable, different lettuces, and then uh, uh, raw fish can be tuna, can be salmon traditionally, and then with crunchy crunch. That's what I call it, which crunchy is crunch. like, <laughs> which is like fried wonton skin, um, sweet, high acid, finished with sesame seeds, and nice and toasty. And and then during Chinese New Year time, everybody needs to put their in their put in their chopsticks and toss the whole entire salad together, represent the whole family united. Um, and then that's one dish that we only eat it during Chinese New Year Day. Um, and then my mother-in-law, which is their Singaporean, they make it for us uh, when we have chance to spending some uh, family time with them. So that was my inspiration for this dish. And it's very happening. The dish, I add yam noodle in there, so it's kind of like a cold noodle salad. It's so good. With different pickles and um, and then fresh sear hamachi. So she's cooking with her hands again. Yes, because <laughs> I'm like mm, the dish. I'm closing my eye when I describe dishes too. <laughs> and I do. I also do add the traditional crunchy crunch, which is uh, crispy fried wonton skin. Um, it's just really refreshing. It's a filling salad, but at the same time, that's definitely not guilty at all because it's very it low in calories. It's it delicious. Like I like under, it. It's like under 250 or something. I don't want to illegally say that, but... Well, I think I'll say it. <laughs> because yam noodles are I'm zero calorie. That's for sure. So think about it. So you're only le- eating lettuce and also only eating fish. And we don't use a lot of oil in anything in that particular yeah, dish. Your cooking is very healthy. I mean, it's not loaded <laughs> with oil and butter. and It's just everything's light and fresh. And after you leave, you just feel your stomach, your tummy's just happy. Oh. But, you know, I want to talk about your other side project. I think that's so cute, the idea. It's called uh, BLK 
BLK Black Coffee. Coffee. Super cute name. <laughs> but so what's going to be there? Because I know it's not quite opened yet. Can you give us a little... Um, again, it. we want to stay with everything homemade, like uh, just like 28. Uh, we, we say anything we touch the table is made in house. We make our noodles in from scratch. We have our house blend soy sauce and chili sauce, all those little Speaking touches. of which, are you ever <laughs> going to create your own sauces for the general public to buy? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe with a little convincing. Maybe, yes. Maybe you I would love should to. come to the restaurant and tell me what you think. You know, um, <laughs> So I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No Be okay, black coffee. <laughs> um, we we serve local coffee, uh, and then uh, but local coffee. What's local coffee? Well, it's a lo- our local vendor, Orange County's okay. coffee. So and then uh, but the, everything we we're, we're making uh, pastries. Um, originally, we were like, mm, donut biscuits. But then now, we just stumble upon, and someone here kind of inspire us with the whole mochi idea. My kids! <laughs> and so, uh, oh, my language is funny. Poofy poofs and puffs and crispy crisps. So we, we're making this mochi little puffs. We bake them. Um, and then I, I, I was just uh, playing with different fillings, savory and sweets, and to fill I them up. I just had them both. I will tell you. Test runs. Test runs only. Test run. Test run only <laughs> like an hour and a half ago. I'm telling you. Oh, so good. I could eat them 30 at a time. But they're not that big, so I don't want you to think. Yeah, oh, and you pops. should Google us so you can see what we look like even after eating her food. <laughs> <laughs> we still look nice and slim. Yeah, we're still. Have a nice figure. You especially. <laughs> <laughs> I do eat a lot of my food. Uh, yeah, so like my our little little mochi pops. We haven't decided exactly what we're going to call them yet. So this is how early you, ta- you tasted my test product. So what you should do is once she does open, you should come and, and try it and see what you would name it. And in fact, she's thinking about a new name for, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this to you, she's thinking of naming one of her really incredible flatbreads. So <laughs> you should actually come and visit her, her restaurant <laughs> And give her suggestions on yes. what she should name it. Yes, I'm re- apparently I'm really bad with names. My business partner Stacy told me that because I always get inspired in the middle of night. <laughs> so I start shooting her like a million different texts, and she's like, "No, you're horrible at names, and please do not name it anymore." <laughs> and I think Winnie agrees too. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but you know, I think that would be fun. What I would, I would challenge a listener out there to go and try this flatbread and 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 link up to her on Facebook and Twitter and send her your suggestion on what you think it should be called. Understand that Shirley likes fun. Shirley is really fun <laughs> and kooky and and she's just so genius with food, but not too good <laughs> at picking names. Mm. Okay. So yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's true. I have the 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 most dorky, weird names ever. Yeah, yeah you don't want to know no. the name that no. she was going to name. I'm, I'm not even going to say it. Because <laughs> I was don't. like, when she said I was like, huh? <laughs> when he it was, was really like, nice. It was like calling it like a calculator. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> not that sexy. But anyway, you know what? One, one of my first earlier experiences with Shirley was so cool. Um, she was getting so passionate about explaining like how she would teach some of her pandas about how to select really high quality steak or beef, which is an art in its own, right? Mm. Um, can you talk about it? How to pick beef? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting because every piece of meat at your restaurant is like, like it just tastes different. It tastes so, <laughs> I don't know if it's your cooking or you picked it, but I remember you sharing with me that there's a really 
fine art to how to select like marbling on mm-hmm. that? Well, because um, I I used to be chef de cuisine, opening chef de cuisine for Carne Vino for uh, in Las Vegas for Margotali. So from that project, um, we really work with uh, ranchers and um, to how to select. Uh, cattles and meat properly like uh, just from steak alone because we pick up the best of the best to put it on age and then we dry age those whole giant shells which is a whole shell of uh, porter porterhouse or ribeye a really big cow mm, like the side of the meat okay. that's called like a shell okay. uh, or New York based on the marbling and then how big the eye which is the meat section okay. and then if there's any miscut like accidentally cut into it, you cannot use it. But most importantly, it's really the size of the eyes, how big the flash is, and also how the marbling runs because they're different marbles, <laughs> which is the fat and sorry, sorry, different the fat and marbles, the, the fat uh, and the beef. fat and the limey content. It makes those marbling pattern. Uh-huh. That's why I call the the fat content is the marbling. So it's like a picture, almost like a drawing, mm-hmm. right? So you need to look at them. So I used to pick out every, look at every, literally receiving hundreds and hundreds of shell, like the whole giant piece of me mm-hmm. at a time. But I would look through every single one and handpick the best of the best and put it aside. So because it has to be perfect, the level, the layer of outer fat have to be perfectly even to cover all the flash. And then inside the marbling, which is the intermuscle fat with the flash, needs to be beautifully marbling. There, they cannot be a giant vein running inside because if there is, once you dry age it, it become really tough. So mm-hmm. all those little things has to be perfect in order for us to set it aside so we'll be able to dry age this particular giant piece of meat up to six months. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and you think about industry standard of dry aging meat is uh, 27 days. That's a month. And then one month compared to uh, six months is the differences. By the time this piece of meat is ready, it has the frequent of foie gras. And then you can literally cut it with a fork. Think about it. It's a piece of beef. You can cut it with a fork. Wow, that's incredible. (laughs) So favorite dish you cooked on Top Chef? Favorite dish I cook on Top Chef. I want to say my favorite dish is definitely my uh, Leaving New Orleans, the last episode. The last challenge is called Leave Your Mark of New Orleans. Um, so I need to sort of take my experience on the whole entire competition in New Orleans. So my our inspiration needs to be in New Orleans, but at the same time, that have to be myself. And I think uh, this particular dish, which I did, was a, a crispy skimmed drum. In uh, with uh, Westlake butter sauce. What's a drum? Drum is a type of fish. Oh. It's kind of like redfish. I didn't know that. Thank <laughs> you. And I love to cook seafood. I like. I love to cook fish. That's one thing. And uh, my inspiration is not only uh, my uh, experience on New Orleans. They have this barbecue butter sauce, which is very unique to New Orleans. Barbecue butter sauce. Yeah, it's like with Worcestershire, so you get that high acid, earthy with butter. It's really delicious. That and just sounds dangerous, though. Uh, it, yeah, it's butter. So is that ever going to come into 28? Um, well, I'm actually going to feature a something very similar dish on uh, Mia and Nina's Top Chef dinner. That's one Ooh, of the course. Teaser. <laughs> <laughs> that's hands down my favorite because my inspiration is from my experience from New Orleans but it's also this dish that my mom used to cook when I was young my mom's not a very great 
cook. Oops, sorry, mom. Um, but there's <laughs> certain things she does really well, which is using of vinegar. She loves vinegar just like I really? do. Mm-hmm. And also everything noodle and dough. She's really great at. Uh, but when it comes to seasoning, like I have to help her, assist her with all the seasoning because she, her sense of smell is not very great. Mm-hmm. Um, but she make this uh, Westlake fish she saw on TV. Which is like a a famous dish that from Shanghai region uh, around Shanghai region, um, but she never been there. But she just saw on TV, so she tried to recreate it. And then as a kid, I remember that uh, it's called Wu Liu Yu, Xi Hu Wu Liu Yu. So it's vinegary, it's um, high in acid, but really rich and very. The, but then the fish is very delicate, and then it has different type of juliennes of vegetables, so bell pepper, onion, shiitake mushroom, as I recall, and also celery. Those are a few dishes, a few ingredients I remember she used to use, uh, was seasoned with ginger and garlic. And so when I think about that dish, somehow I think about New Orleans with the Holy Trinity. How interesting. Yeah. So celery, onion, and Bell pepper, those are the holy trinity of uh, of New Orleans cuisine, mm-hmm. and and then I just made that connection when I was um, trying to think about the creation for that particular challenge, mm-hmm. and then that ended up to be the winning dish to push me into help me going to final of um, that season. So hands down, that's one of my favorite dish. Wow. So you'll have to have it at 28 soon, right? <laughs> yes, so I do. <laughs> I am so excited. Well, I don't know about you, but all this talk with you, Chef Shirley, has made me quite hungry. So on that note, um, thank you so much for making it all the way out here, taking time from your beautiful restaurant. I love that one room, oh, the atrium. Mm. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to check out this restaurant if you haven't been there already. But most importantly, um, Shirley, maybe you could share with our audience how we can stay in touch with you. Um, I am very much involved in our Facebook um, activities for once as long as it's com- when it comes to 28. So you can find us at www.28, all spelled out, oc.com. And also, same thing, Facebook 28OC. And for me, uh, Facebook is Chef Shirley Chang. And my Twitter and Instagram, which I post a lot of pictures, which I love, I write them myself. And then I, I always post our new dishes and changing our season, all those sort of things, is CHF Shirley Chang. That's my handle. Yeah, and if you if you go to a restaurant, you might get lucky. And Shirley is just a, such a sweet and warm person that if she's <laughs> there, she'll come up and say hello to you. And maybe you can convince her to take a real quick photo. <laughs> but on that note, you know, if you ever are in Southern California, reach out to me. And you can find me. Website is www.sungroupwp.com. I'm on Facebook under Winnie Sun. Forbes.com. You can find me just by Googling Winnie Sun Forbes. And um, on that note, please keep in touch. And if you come visit me, maybe I'll take you to 28. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the Renegade Millionaire Show.